With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. By the time Tom Brady is inducted in his first year of eligibility in the year 2035, he'll only have time to post his acceptance speech on his Instagram account. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so for those who have been dedicated Schick and Nick listeners, and Nick, you have been a listener for a long time, probably long as long time. as I've listened. First time, long time. First time, long okay. time right here, yeah. What was the name of the person who th- who laughed there? Who did the ha ha ha? What was his name? What was the context? We're not going to replay the whole thing no. because it's a great bit. It it's is. It's a great bit. Uh, maybe during the football season we will during a non-conference game, if that helps you. Non-conference in game. any way. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> God, who? I'm 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 Shikinik history. This is the the double jeopardy big question here, and I'm failing. I got. Nothing. I know there's someone screaming right now listening to the pod. Oh, am I gonna be? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Am I gonna kick myself? Yeah, you will. Who is it? Do you remember what he did? Do you remember who he was? Do I know, you remember- but I remember that drop, but it's one of the few drops that I just got no context to it at all. His name was Lloyd. Lloyd and Laramie. Lloyd in Laramie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so remind me, and Chicken Nick listeners, please remind me, to when we get to uh, the middle of September, September twenty third, twenty eleven, will be the twenty twenty one will be the ten year anniversary of when Lloyd when we interviewed Lloyd and Laramie, <laughs> who was a pizza shop guy in Domino's or he something, right in Laramie because we, Nebraska, Nebraska was playing played, Wyoming yeah. and they were doing a hey if Wyoming shuts out Nebraska you'll get pizza for free or something. And, and, and Lloyd's reaction was much like Husker fans' reaction. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Lloyd and Laramie. Now it's all coming back to me. Laughing oh, Lloyd and Laramie. We'll get to is... that next month. Well, So Peyton Manning making a Tom Brady joke capped off with Lloyd and Laramie. That, nope. my friends, is a pretty good way to start this podcast. No other shows doing that. I no. guarantee you. No did you, other Did show. you listen to, obviously, did you listen to Peyton's acceptance speech in its entirety? I didn't listen to the entire thing. I've only, li- I was out with uh, some friends at a friend's house, uh, swimming and diving and eating and drinking. So we nice. were out for a little while and I just stepped back and scrolled through Twitter and like, oh, I missed it. So I went and saw some clips and saw about three minutes of it. I was doing, I was doing the dishes and saw that it was, it started. And so I turned it up about, I don't know, I'd, 
It, I didn't get it the very beginning. But I wish you would have listened to it because it almost felt like the Grammy, like the wrap it up music had played. Like I felt yes. like Peyton was going really fast. Okay, so to find that clip that I played, I listened to the first three minutes of the whole thing. Okay. And it sounded like he knew he was in a time crunch and just was plowing through this thing as quickly as possible. It wasn't about how well you delivered it. It was just that you got all the words in and it was transcribed correctly and then signed, sealed, and delivered because I got to go. Because seriously, he yeah. he didn't, you know, most of the time, you you know, you, you, you go to thank your dad, Archie Manning. You're going to pause a little bit for, you know, an applause or just whatever. And he this dude was hammering through he basically did not stop the entire time and i i that was my guess was like they told him you have this amount of time and this amount of time only and peyton strikes me as such a rule follower that he was like okay well i'm gonna jam rather than alter the what's all in my speech i'm gonna take this long speech that was built for like 25 minutes and i'm gonna cram it into a 12 minute window it was i just was Listening like, whoa, Peyton, slow down, bro. Slow it on down. All right, so let's listen to a little bit of Peyton Manning here. Uh, I've just loaded it up, and let's see if you're right. This is Peyton Manning and his uh, part of his induction speech. Let's just see if he's talking quickly. Does it sound like he's going too quickly? And to our children, Marshall and Mosley, you came into the world at the exact time that I needed you most. The two of you have already given your mother and me a greater inheritance than we could ever leave you. If football has become my home, the people of the great states of Louisiana, Tennessee, Indiana, and Colorado have become my extended family. And as everyone knows, you can never really leave family behind. I never expected to stand on this stage tonight if it weren't for those busts and the memories of forever loyal fans. Okay, all right. Goodness. (laughs) Goodness, you're right. It sounds like he was really in a hurry to finish. I mean, sheesh. You know what he sounded like? What he sounded like... Ace Ventura, when Ray Finkel's dad asked a question of what do you know about Ray Finkel? And he was a <laughs> soccer style cooker graduate in 1975. It's <laughs> the nickname that we'll hold Chewy Tittable Records. <laughs> oh, Peyton Manning's acceptance speech. What a great recall. What do you know about Ray Finkel? Soccer-style kicker, graduated from Collier High, June 1976, Stetson University Honors Graduate, Class of 1980. Holds two NCAA Division I records, one for most points in a season, one for distance. Former nickname, The Mule, the first and only pro athlete ever to come out of Collier County and one hell of a model American. (laughs) 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 That was where, I mean, I can only think Peyton was inspired watching Ace Ventura to model the, the pace, talking about Ray Finkel, to talk about his career, you know? That's very true. We we should maybe check in uh, throughout the show just how Peyton's doing as uh, the show is going. As players, coaches, staffs, and fans, we've become essential to the sports landscape. I don't know about you, but I'm not done with this game. I never will be. I'm committed to ensuring its future, and I hope you will join me in that commitment. As members of this honor class, okay. we have the responsibility okay. to Peyton. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow down, Peyton. Slow down. Everything's going to be fine. Just You're not at the line of scrimmage, slow. and there's two seconds on the play clock. You're not going to get a delay a game when you're going into Canton, bro. Slow it down. I will say that there should be some sort of meritocracy. Like, this isn't socialism where all players are created equal, and what you have is mine, what I have is yours. No. 
Peyton's career was better than most everyone else that got inducted. So that should correlate to the amount of time he gets for his speech, right? How about that? Another layer to still being judged. Even as you're going into the Hall of Fame, the class, there's another committee that decides who gets what amount of time for their speech. It's like my kids, when they're playing Nintendo Switch, they're playing Mario Party, and they go down the river raft. You go to certain checkpoints, and you get fresh time. That's what it. it. Is. If, if you crack a joke, if you have a good line, or people are engaged, they'll click your time. You're like, whoa, it went up. All right, I guess I'll go to page three. Because everybody wanted to hear more of what Peyton Manning had to say. Everybody in the stands had been like, dude, slow down, man. Slow down. Talk more. We're the, you're the headliner here, dog. Just slow down. We're here for you, dog. We're here. <laughs> we're here for you, and we're gonna stay here the rest of the the thing. We're not going anywhere. You don't need to be. You don't need that commitment. As members of this honor class, we have a responsibility to make our game stronger. Slow down, Peyton. (laughs) Sheesh! This is your night, man. Slow it on down. Um, I don't even know who else was. I saw Edron James, Troy Pullmole went in there. Who else went in? Who else? Who? Okay, you want? Should we put ourselves on the spot? Who gets the least amount of time in this class? All right, let's let's try. We we okay. We can't just pawn this off onto other people, right? Let's take a look at who's in the class here. Class of twenty twenty one. I'm looking at Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Charles Woodson, John Lynch. Okay, is it Alan Fanica? Alan Fanica, offensive lineman, yeah. Then Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson, receiver for the Cowboys. Yeah, he I could uh, I could listen to him for uh for ages. He's really I mean, good. So okay, hold on now. Who who's getting out of those players? Who's getting who's getting forty five seconds? Gotta uh, be gotta be It's a pretty good class. It is really good. Crikey. I mean you go you go look at those these other classes ahead of me and obvious. Yeah, like last year. Steve Atwater, Isaac Bruce, Harold Carmichael, Jim Covert, Bobby Dillon, Cliff Harris, Winston Hill. Like, come on. The, I mean, the, a lot of those people are getting 45 seconds. This is a hell of a class. Holy guacamole. So, class of 2021 might be the best ever. Might be well, the what's best your, ever class. So, you, I mean, I would, I'd probably give Alan Fanica the least <laughs> because there's so many Steelers this weekend that uh, – they don't need as as yeah. many. I'm gonna go Alan Fanica. You're getting about a minute. Peyton. Uh, Tom Flores is at the bottom because you know the coach. Big deal. Get out of here. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Okay. If you cut people's time, did people expect Rudy Tomjanovich to really drop the gem of all gems? If we'd have cut Rudy's time, we wouldn't have found out about old Uncle Joe, who taught him. All the sports. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. <laughs> it's I in mean, that vein. I mean, Peyton Manning is flying through thanking his brother Eli Manning, his father Archie Manning. Meanwhile, Rudy T is taking his time thanking Uncle Joe, who I guess did do something pretty sizable in his career and teaching him all of the sports. But nevertheless, we got an inequity on how we're we're divvying out time at these Hall of Fame speeches. 
There's no doubt. Uh, and speaking of all the sports, that is taking over all the tweets. All the sports. Uh, Polly Sports tweets in. What's her response here? And it's a text exchange between probably he and his wife. And it's him saying, Did you, do you need to make a reservation? She says, 5.30, 5.45, which time? He says, all the times. All the sports. <laughs> it's all good. There was um, there's another one here. Jake says, my friend just Snapchatted me, and I fell on the floor and spit out all the coffee I was drinking, and it's a picture of a couple of bags of a lot of snacks, and the, the picture has the caption, how you know you're vacationing with two littles? You bring all the snacks. All the sports. <laughs> Uncle Joe is taking over everything associated with this podcast, and I'm here for it, and I'm totally fine with it. I really Uh, like it. Eric tweeted in a picture. It was a retweet of Green Mountain Grill owners, and it's a bunch (laughs) of steaks, and it says, if you're going to eat steak, eat all of the steak. And Eric tweets, I want to thank my Uncle Joe for buying me all the steaks. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. It's a never-ending. Oh, my God. We need someone to do a follow-up on Uncle Joe and and exactly how he went about teaching Rudy T all the sports. Oh, it's just Uncle Joe doesn't get enough credit. All the sports. A couple of other tweets here to get to. One was uh, from Andrew. says, wrong state, wrong sport, but all I can think of is Greg Sharp. And he's at a St. Louis Cardinals game, <laughs> and there's a picture, and in the foreground is a guy who's wearing a Mark McGuire jersey, and on the back of the jersey, all it says is Big Mac. <laughs> Big Mac sack. Whoa. <laughs> he's ready for the season. And then this one, James tweets a picture of a Chevy Equinox. You know where this is going. Yeah. It says... Chevy Equinox with the bucket seats. I have my kids and in-laws with me on family vacation. And he has a picture of the the Chevy Equinox. And he says, me. Did she get naked in the back? And wife goes, what? And I retweeted it with, yeah, you got to be careful with that quote. Yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Did she go to hubacos.com and get naked in the bucket seats? (laughs) So ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Absolutely ridiculous. There's a lot in there. I mean, real. I mean, we are three weeks away from figuring out if there have been any new sponsorships. Of, I mean, is it still going to be the the Big Mac sack? Like, I'm excited to see what new sponsors that's have a, been brought on the Husker Sports Network. That's a really good question. Well, that's a great question. Um, it is. You know, it's a really good question, yeah. and I've thought a lot about that. I've been asked that a couple times. Whoa. You're pretty good at asking questions about sponsorships, aren't you? Ah, you're pretty good at asking questions, aren't you? <laughs> Tell you what, Greg, I listen to you call a game. You're pretty good at reading sponsorships, aren't you? Ah, you're pretty good at asking questions, aren't you? <laughs> Barbecue sauce. So, yes. Will Skeeter Barnes still be a part of the Husker broadcast? Will Dorothy Lynch still be a part of this? Will McDonald still be in bed with Nebraska Athletics? Because... Let's be honest here. Did they get enough return on investment last year? You had COVID, you had fewer games yeah. and fewer sacks. Like, did they really get a return on investment in the Nebraska Lincoln market there? Probably not. 
to justify. Like Kansas City, they were doing the same thing, but it made a little more sense. They played a full season, played in the Super Bowl. Well, what? okay, what, what thing could we sponsor that would get the most traction? Like special teams blunder? This, this, this special teams blunder is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Board? I mean, what would it be? No, it would be like this. This, this false start brought to you by Runza. <laughs> get off to a good start at your local Runza. Got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That pass interference brought to you by Runza. Stop out, get a cheese Runza, get hunger interference with Runza. You're listening to Big That pick six brought to you by The Beanery. Make sure you intercept your thirst for coffee and coffee drinks at The Beanery with locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. <laughs> oh, my God. That fair catch on the punt brought to you by Panico's Playhouse. <laughs> my favorite, though, is what you would do calls of games and as you're doing the call of the game there's sponsorships during the play yes in the like middle the of the play-by-play the snapback brought to you by this dorothy the lynch. Right. <laughs> snapback brought to you by dorothy lynch martinez play action fake brought to you by runja <laughs> tight end drag brought to you by the nebraska soybean board and a deep post brought to you by Sam brothers and it's caught to 15 to 10 to five yard line brought to you by burger king and it's a touchdown she touched you on Nebraska. <laughs> That's <laughs> could you imagine? It's where we're heading. This is where we're heading That's, on the Nebraska Sports Network. It's where you get all the sponsorships. All the sports. <laughs> Uncle Joe's in charge. So what are we sponsoring, Joe, on this on the on these this football season? All the sponsors and all the plays. All the sports. Could you oh my God! I'm ready. I'm ready to find out. Are you? You know, I want to find out about Frost and the progression with the team and all that. But what I really want to find out are the new sponsors that are been dropped on Greg Sharp's lap that he's going to have to work in there. I'm going to be sad if there's no Skeeter Barnes and if there's no Nebraska Soybean Board. Those are the <laughs> ultimate ones. Those are my two favorite ones. Dorothy Lynch is a staple. That unsportsmanlike conduct flag on the Nebraska defense brought to you by Cabela's. They're hunting for a quarterback. You can go get your hunting gear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Third down, snap back, handoff stuffed at the line. And Nebraska's (laughs) going to have to punt. And that three and out brought to you by Airbnb. When you're searching for your news night out, check out Airbnb. (laughs) That pointless defensive timeout brought to you by Nebraska Furniture Mart. You take a timeout. Buy a chair and go sit on it. Take a timeout yourself at Nebraska Furniture Mart. (laughs) (laughs) That offensive three and out, certainly not a friend of Nebraska's, but it is brought to you by, speaking of friends, Amigos. Nebraska electing not to use that timeout as they go and decide to save it for the second half, even though they can't. That saved timeout brought to you by Bagginson.
That's what I want. I want I want these things to get real cynical. I want the sponsorships to be yeah. a play on what just happened. That's what needs to we need to take it to the next level with this. And that play that Tom Osborne would not have called is brought to you by Godfather's Pizza. She watched Nebraska do plays that the Godfather would not have called. It reminds you of Godfather's Pizza. Get the hamburger topping. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Nebraska's going to have to call a timeout. Going to get a delay game. They're going to have to call a timeout to avoid it. That mismanaged use of clock is brought to you by Sap Brothers. When you've mismanaged your caffeine intake and need to pull off the interstate, just find that big coffee pot. Sap Brothers, proud sponsor of clock mismanagement. For Nebraska. <laughs> well, Nebraska gives up its fourth touchdown of this half. Makes you want to get away. Speaking of get away, that touchdown brought to you by Duncan Aviation. <laughs> get your private jet out of Lincoln as fast as you can. With Duncan Aviation. Nebraska's losing big. Time to fly fast. All right, so I think we've hammered oh, that into the ground. God. Well, that's well now. I mean, I know we got a lot to look forward to, though. All the sponsorships, all oh. the sports. Thank you. Uncle uh, Joe. Speaking of drops in the show, you were telling me that yeah. uh, you were uh, engaging with some Chicken Nick fans. So what happened yeah, here? Over so the weekend? Over the weekend, I didn't think we were allowed to talk to these people. I didn't either. Apparently, apparently I didn't the think they were allowed to talk to us. Uh, that's what I thought. But your boy was playing in the Southeast uh, Booster scramble golf event and uh, you know your boy goes to the burger area because your boy is trying to you know there was will will burger up in that thing <laughs> that boy will bolt up in that thing yes but i'm walking up there and there was another group that was already getting their burger game right and this guy comes up to me <laughs> doesn't even really doesn't even no beginning small talk, nothing. Just comes right out to me and says, Nick, I got to hear you say, open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. Like, I, like just right, he's like, I got to hear you say it. And the whole, his whole foursome is right behind him. And I, I deliver it. They laugh. They take their burgers. They're on to whole 10. So they just saw you, asked for the drop, you dropped, and they'd left. That was it. That was pretty much the interaction. That's I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. That's what it's what that's what that group wanted. They were not looking for all the drops; they were looking for one drop. It's funny because we got an email from Mitch who said, uh, "Currently, it's Hatch Pepper season. I don't know if you know what it is, but for a limited time, we get chili peppers from Hatch, New Mexico. Anyway, I'm making some green enchilada sauce with them when my immersion blender craps out. Now I have to use the regular blender. I hit the blend, the top blows off, and salsa explodes all over my <laughs> chest. And the rest of the kitchen, fortunately, I'm wearing my I like it, it's fun shirt. I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> so, anyway. So, you way, did you that. Wanna, you want to go so deep? I mean, do you remember where we were? If I'm not mistaken, do you remember where we were? I think we were at Eagle Hills. Were yes, we correct. We were in the... Pro shop, for lack of a better term, basically. That's not where you were. No, that'd have been like crazy. That would have been crazy. That'd have been, that'd have been bananas. But no, that's you tested me with a deep Jeopardy chicken dick question. I wanted to test you. Well, check it, mate, my friend. I think check. that was the first time I ever did the fake Chris Boussard in front outside of the studio. And I'm pretty sure Eric and Elliot were there supporting. And that was the first time there was, I mean, I think everybody knew who the fake Chris Boussard was, but it was like, Really, you know, owning up to it. It was good. We have a lot of um, 
people tweeting in as well about people people see trucks and they used to see you remember the trucks they used to see the old dominion trucks oh yeah that, oh yeah he, so another guy in the group did bring up old dominion he said I, I i blame you i see i'm anytime i'm driving the interstate i just see old dominion trucks and i lose my mind old dominion and then uh there are people who see trucks that on the back of them have something along the lines of uh not your typical something and it turns into this yeah. It turns into the the Romeos drop, uh, which you know we're still waiting for their sponsorship. <laughs> we should have worked a Greg Sharp sponsorship in with with Romeos. That's what we should have done. How about this? Jacob says this is so dumb. My mom said my son doesn't need a bath because he went swimming today, and that counts as a bath. First thing that ran through my head was not your typical bathtub. Not your typical bathtub. I still just love the clapping to it at the end. The clap at the end just makes you feel. I mean, life's better with the clap, is it not? <laughs> Amen to that, brother. Oh, it's just so good. And then uh, Darren says, in what has been a weekly tradition these days, and he posts a picture at Werner Park of a guy selling cotton candy. Yeah. And, you know, we tweet out the shout, high five, the shout out and high five. And I tweet out that poll question Can you. See someone with cotton candy as cotton candy vendor without thinking of a shout out or a high five, and it was a runaway. No, I can't think of it. But we need to give a shout out and a high five to the guys that were humping the cotton candy. Didn't have to wait in line; they were there. It was all over the park. You got to hand it. You, you, cotton candy Keith has increased the appreciation of cotton candy vendors by a thousand percent. Right? I mean, in that way, cotton candy Keith's. Legacy is is a pretty good one. I would hope that uh, if there's some sort of deal, that if you do wish them, give them a shout-out and a high-five while they're humping the cotton candy, that they give you cotton candy. It just feels like uh, it would be the right thing to do. (laughs) All right, this is going to be a short and sweet episode. I mean, what's Uh, going on? I mean, there's there's really not. You know, we just just, had the Olympics. The Olympics wrapped up. Yeah, shouts-out to Katie and them for doing that thing for that chicken wing. Yep, they won their their chicken wing. Um, Got... (laughs) be something if they actually just won that yeah i feel like the men's basketball team it's like we were all amped up there's so many media that was wrapped up for oh, them to lose man. and then when they won they're like eh, well how about that women's team huh? isn't that weird isn't that weird you, yeah. there was no greater example of a situation where if you succeed no one really is going to say anything or praise you but if you fail or even threaten to fail you are going to get crushed when when team the the men's basketball team lost a couple of games i think it was dan wolken went ham on him i mean ham went ham on greg popovich really and and then they win and everybody's like ah they should have won so that's that's not a good situation. It's not. Uh, but KD, I mean, took that team on his back. He did. He's, he's yeah. a stud. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good at the game. He's, he's doing really some good things. I want to thank Kevin Durant, who scored all the points. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. Speaking of all the sports, we did lose a legend in Bobby Bowden. Yeah. Now, you just went laughing. and yeah, I am sorry. Turn. Usually there's like a, a sad story that goes into a sad story or something so that you can stop laughing as My I bad. get we into something. We want to try something. that again so I'm not laughing. 
Yeah, let me do that again. We did lose a uh, a coaching legend. There we go. Yeah, we did. We sure did. Thought you were better that time. Yeah. Bobby Our own Tom Rinaldi, how's the story? Uh, no, we, we're not tossing oh, Tom Rinaldi. I, I thought that, that was, was on my rundown. I thought we had amazing. Tom Rinaldi on the show. We, Nick we, we were tossing here. to him. Uh, but uh, the Bobby Bowden stories, what a man of great uh, faith and character, and really cool to see these stories. We, I interviewed Steve Spurrier on the ESPN radio show with Myron Metcalf, and Steve Spurrier went on to talk about how he didn't like the way Florida State played against them. He didn't like uh, <laughs> them roughing up late hits, you know, on Danny oh, yeah. Warfel. Like, it was... It was like he was conducting his post-game news conference on our air from 1996 uh, there on Sunday. But Bobby was a, uh, you know, you think about icons, and, and so he, he passes away at 91 from pancreatic cancer. And the first thing that I think about after that is Tom Osborne. Yeah. Tom Osborne, Bobby Bowden. You know, Joe Paterno is long gone. So you think about these coaching icons. You know, how many of them are left with us? Here, you know, know, obviously Nick Saban, a living icon, you get all that, but I mean, those that are not coaching anymore, I was say, you I know, mean, hung it up, right? Yeah, there's a Frank Beamer, you know, he's he's still uh, with us and, and not very old, but I mean, Tom Snyder, four, yeah, right, right, right. like you, you think about what Florida State means to, or what Bobby Bowden means to Florida State and college football. Uh, I keep my mind keeps going to, not to be morbid about it, but to the day. When that day happens, and what happens at Nebraska, just, like, I can't even begin no. to fathom that, right? It was one thing when Devaney uh, passed, but, like, you're just not going to have these people forever. No. And uh, I just, it, you get a little choked up a little bit when you think about the impact of someone like Tom Osborne, and, you know, he's getting up there in age, and, and well, no, I, tomorrow's not promised to any of us, well, but uh, you just can't help but think about the impact his death would have. The, the unique, the, it's also the unique nature of the state of Nebraska where, you know, at Florida State there still is Florida and there is Miami. Like, Tom Osborne is Nebraska's coach. He is the state of Nebraska's coach, the entire state. And that's a very unique thing. A very unique thing. He'll turn 85 in February. It's it's still going strong. Yeah, and, you, see, you see him pictured at practice. I love it. Yeah, you know that's some people. You love know, I, Steve Sip will every once in a while reach out to Tom Osborne and he'll be quoted in a story randomly in a column of Sips or whatever. And, you know, some people are like ah, you need to leave Coach Osborne alone. I am the complete other way around. I think we need to. I, now you don't want to bother him, right? Like you, as long as he still wants to be interviewed and talked to and. And and he, I I think he is a guy that you any chance you get to pick his brain to get his thoughts on anything most notably football Nebraska football I'm clicking on that story and I want to consume it and so I'm I'm here for all the all the Tom Osborne stories all the sports Rudy T I'm sorry that did, is that okay is that I is, yeah well, that's fine all right I think that's that's all good. The to, other thing, uh, too, Shik, real quick. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's so crazy how. So I made this list of these classic Husker games to watch in the Husker Classic recaps, and it just so happened that the next game on the schedule is ninety three Florida State Nebraska that we just I just dropped that just podcast watched it, yeah. just watched it, and it coincides with Trev Alberts being hired as the athletic director. Trev is a star in that game. He sacks Charlie Ward three times, and then Bobby Bowden passes away, and that is Bobby Bowden's first national championship 
And you had two coaches going at it in that game that had been at it for a long time, had been close a lot, and have not had not been able to capture the big one. And even though it's one of the most heartbreaking Nebraska losses, as I was watching it, and it's so weird to feel like this because as a Husker fan deep down inside of me, being a Lincoln guy born and raised and, you know, dad, uncle played for Nebraska, all that stuff. We don't, we know that story, but I couldn't help. Usually these other coaches are like almost cast as villains, right? Or something like that. They're like, oh, I hate that other coach. I, how could you not be happy for Bobby Bowden? I mean, I'm watching this game that's from, from, you know, Right. January 1st, 1994, and I'm watching I'm watching Bobby Bowden finally win it and I kind of was like, yeah, it's I mean, he finally got one, right? I mean, you you feel you feel good about it. And so, yeah, it is. Uh it's it's it, it is heartbreaking and it, and it gets your your the, the wheels going on these these iconic legendary figures, whether it's coaches or players. Right? Yeah, I know for me every time I see the great Bill Russell, I think about, you know, how much like when when he hands out the the finals MVP, I'm like, how, I I just, you know, you got You got to cherish these guys while they're still around. It's a great point, and yeah, just my mind kind of went to Coach Osborne there, and um, Nick Saban had this to say. You're talking about Bobby Bowden. He said this: the guy was probably the greatest ambassador, or at least in my view, one of the great ambassadors of all time because he coached. He had success coaching, but he was also one of the greatest people, and set an outstanding example for everyone in our profession. You don't have to dislike somebody. You don't have to discredit somebody that you're competing against. Your example of being a good person is something that can help us all professionally. There's a lot of you're competing against someone so you don't like them. Right. We don't like them. Like Spurrier didn't really like Bowden. He didn't like that. I don't know how much respect there was there, but he didn't like how they were doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about rivalries. Oh, we don't like that. And, you know, you go back to Florida State when Bobby Bowden, they played at Nebraska, and he writes that letter that has, you've probably seen it by now. He sent a letter. This is early in his tenure mm-hmm. at Florida State. But he sends a letter saying, hey, congratulations. You guys treated us well. You, and uh, you almost thanked us for putting out a good show. I hope we can be as full of class and our fans as you are. And that kind of exemplified him, too. And so we always talk about legacies and things like that. You know, you win games, you win ga- there's a win-loss and all those things, and people remember that. But when people really go, yeah, but you should also see how he was as a person, that's where your legacy is. Well, I don't think anyone – and, and forgive me, I've not necessarily been immersed in consuming every Bobby, Bobby Bowden take and all, tribute and all that stuff. But you know what you haven't heard a ton of, because we're taping this on Sunday night, is anything to do with X's and O's football, right? One of the best third down, co- one of the best at managing, a de- like you, it, it's all how he treated people, right? Like it, it's really his legacy. Yes, he's a football coach. Yes, he won a lot of football games, but that's not what people are talking about. They're more talking about the person that he was, and that's a hell of a lot more impactful than, you know, your yeah. play action package. You're in the red zone, or is it? You know, yeah. like there are a lot of coaches out there that you hear stories. They're like, yeah, but he's a jerk, man. Right? Like I, I couldn't imagine working for him. I've heard stories. I've heard this. I've heard that. And 
you don't want to be like that. Right. Like, you know, what's the, the cost of winning is what? Your reputation? Like, the, what people think of you? Like, that, not much more important the, than that. The other thing that was interesting in, in reading up on that, the 93 Nebraska Florida State game was people got, they played in a bowl game the year before. In 92, Florida State and Nebraska played each other, and Florida State kind of dominated Nebraska. And, and after that game, Tom Osborne calls Bobby Bowden and says and, and tries to pick his brain on, on how to make his defense more effective and better. And Bobby Bowden sent two Florida State assistants to Lincoln to spend time around the program to help Nebraska's defense. Now, I don't think anyone knew that literally – 12 months later, they'd be playing each other for the national championship. But I think it speaks to the fact that Tom Osborne picked up the phone and Bobby Bowden took two of his guys and said, go to Lincoln and help help Tom Osborne. And help yeah, how much of that's happening now? None of it. How much of that? I mean, there's some like, hey, let's go and they'll tour. But if you're lower level, maybe you'll go and visit. Or if you're friends, maybe. But that doesn't. That stuff doesn't really happen. It doesn't. Nowadays. It, 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 it doesn't. And it's... Uh, those kinds of little anecdotes, and the more you consume things, you know, with, with the sad news of the day, sounds like he was a really, really, really special guy. Yeah. No, he, he was. And by all accounts, I met him one time, and it was at an FCA banquet in Omaha, and I am seated, and he was the, the featured speaker. And, you know, I remember engaging with him and talking with him, and, you know, He's just so unassuming. You'd never think he's one of the winningest coaches of all time. He's just an everyman, folksy, witty, all those. And I forgot my wife was there. She's like, yeah, we were married at the time. I was there. I was like, what? I I don't remember that night. She said, someone took a picture of you, me, and Bobby Bowden, and we never got the picture. It was some – someone was there. It was a photographer. Said, I'll I'll take the picture and send it to you. And I gave him our email address, and now I remember, yes, you're right – Someone did take a picture. So we have tens of thousands of listeners to this podcast. If you were a part of that FCA banquet in Omaha where, and I think it was Omaha, where Bobby Bowden spoke and you were taking pictures and you have still pictures from that (laughs) night, because trust me, this wasn't the iPhone days of, hey, take a picture. We had to rely on other people. Our phones, get this, only called people. It was weird. It's a different time. But, yeah, we did have a picture with Bobby Bowden, and I would like that picture if it still exists. That would be an amazing picture to stumble on. It would be. But there was one uh, last anecdote on this before we wrap up. Yep. Dan Wolken wrote about this. He said it was December of 2001. Bowden was the coach at Florida State for 14 straight years. They've been in the top five, which is just incredible. That's nuts. I mean, that's 14 straight. That's like being in the college football playoff, 14 straight years. It's crazy. That's how they finished the year. Uh, in the top five. But he said during that year, he said, Dan said, I was a 21-year-old intern assigned to cover a game at North Carolina against Florida State. The Florida State heavily favored to win. Florida State lost 41-9. to And it was, he says, a harbinger of the program's decline. And he says, I'm not sure exactly what I expected as I made my way down from the press box to the field that day as a young, inexperienced reporter. But what I found stuck with me forever. It wasn't just Bowden's class and grace and willingness to answer every question about the defeat he had absorbed. It's that when the doors to the locker room swung open, 
Every single player and coach followed his lead, sitting at their lockers, waiting to answer for what just had happened. Total accountability, complete transparency, win or lose, you step up and take responsibility. A world that, in many ways, no longer exists in college sports. Wow. Now, granted, the media has changed a lot. There are reasons to be a little more guarded. No question. Because there's tens of thousands more media than there were and people flooding into locker rooms. And so you get all that, but there's something about just the transparency that Bobby Bowden allowed where he would, there are stories of, you know, Sunday morning breakfasts that he would have with local media members, just not in like, we're all in this together type of thing, but I'll help you. And in return, maybe, you know, yeah, Maybe you'll I mean, cut a me game. a little slack, yeah, sure. but let's 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 have a coexisting thing, not an adversarial relationship, which I think media and football, especially at the local level, has really turned into adversarial much more now than it ever used to be. And it, it depends market to market and maybe not so much in Nebraska, but there is a protective guard that is up, whether it's a Scott Frost or a Dabo Sweeney or like, yeah, we'll let you in. But. Not not too much here. We don't want to let – there's so much paranoia out there, like everyone's out to get you. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, and and that's that's a cool little anecdote from Wolken there, you know. I mean, and that's a that's – a, even even in defeat, when the thing when the thing was potentially sliding the wrong direction, he, he still – so because cause the, the cynical person listening is be like, well, yeah, it's easy to be Mr. Nice Guy when you're finishing top five for four – but like – I think I think he was one of those guys. I mean, he was the couldn't win the big one guy for a long time, and was and I mean, you, you know, just like any fan base. I mean, everybody's everybody gets restless, and and I yep. think regardless of what was happening on the football field, nothing impacted the way he treated people. Yep, and that's uh, that's a a lasting legacy for a lot. Uh, all the legacy, all the sports. All right. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, we do uh, say thank you for listening. Uh, the numbers and everything are, are great. If you want to sponsor the show, we do have some open sponsorships available. Laugh at chickendick.com. You can email us. We would love to uh, partner with you, as you've heard other sponsors partner with us here. Uh, email us, laugh at chickendick.com. Follow us on Twitter at chicknickshow. Follow us on Instagram as well and Facebook. Share the pod and help us grow all the podcasts, all the sports. I'm not happy about that. Chickendick, yeah! Chick and Nick, yeah! Chick and Nick show, yeah! Here we go! Chick, yeah, 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 yeah,